Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about Advent, um, the first and second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we've just been working through the scriptures um, regarding his birth, and we're jumping around in different places, Matthew and Luke. And we are in Matthew, or sorry, Luke chapter two today. And since Jonathan got all the hard words out of the, the way yesterday, would you like to read oh, today? Oh, I got this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Luke chapter two, verse eight. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and with the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he has pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, And when they saw it, they made known the saying that has been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. One of the things that uh, strikes me each year is, um, you know, particularly with growing up in the church and that, you know, shepherds have kind of got a sentimental attachment to us, but they didn't have it back then. I mean, you know, now we dress up little kids in their parents' bathrobes and they look so cute and they're shepherds. And, um, but the shepherd was really a despised person during that period of time. In fact, uh, the, I think it's, in Genesis 46, it says, every shepherd is detestable to the Egyptians. And then even in the Mishnah, which would be oral tradition from the Jews, it, you know, they were described as incompetent. And one place the Mishnah says, no one should feel obligated to rescue a shepherd who has fallen into a pit. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, in a politically incorrect way, they were like the gypsies. Mm-hmm. They were they were people with that you didn't trust. In fact, they didn't have any. Um, they weren't even allowed to give testimony in court mm-hmm. um, because of because they were a despised occupation. Right. And so, so the very fact that um, God reveals Himself, He He does this. He does, He reveals Himself to nobodies. He reveals mm-hmm. Himself 
And if you're creating the story, if if you're just making up a story, this is not the way you make up a story. Yeah. This is, and it actually is testifying to the very veracity of Scripture that this is the way God works. Yeah. If you and I were writing this story, we'd probably write, you know, and, and the angel Lord showed up at the palace and and talked to the prince and and um, told them what was going to happen. But n- but no, I mean yeah. I mean kind of equivalent of like the outcasts and dregs of society is who he shows up to. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Which does tell us something also about ourselves because it's not as if the way that I mean the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. The truth is is that we are all in this kind we're of same in, position. We're all in the same condition. Yeah. What does it say in First Corinthians? There were not many of us are wise. Not yeah. Many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is we're we're in that not many of you were yep. category. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um we talked about this uh, I think a couple weeks ago. I love the first words that the angels say to the shepherds, they say, fear not. Why do you think that was the first words they had to say? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that if you uh, thought about the event itself, when you're out under the stars, you don't expect anything alarming to take place. You know, they, they're watch, keeping watch over their flock, and all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appears. You're nervous anyway at night. You can only peer so far into the darkness. You can only see so far. You, the, the reason they're watching is to make sure that nothing alarming happens. Right. And it's not just an angel that appears. I mean, we're told, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the mm-hmm. Lord. I mean, this is a revelation of the Shekinah glory of God. Um, this is the glory that descended on the on the temple in the Old Testament. So you've got an angel, and it's not the angel that's the glory of God. It's the angel and, and the glory of God. Mm. I mean, this is no small wonder that's happening. And oftentimes when you find that in Scripture, the, the response is, woe is me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have been scared. I remember Monica and I were camping one time, and it was in the dark. We couldn't see very far, and we saw these... <laughs> eyes looking back at us it was just like just a little bit after dusk and it took us like 15 minutes to figure out that they were just deer that were standing there (laughs) eating watching us but that freaked us out it was just some deer i mean Mm. this would be this would be terrifying and it says they were filled with fear and so the angel says fear not why because i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people Mm. i mean that sentence alone is just packed one, it tells us that the appropriate response to the revelation of the glory of God is actually fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to fear because of what God does. Yeah. But then he goes on, this is good news. Yeah. This is gospel that's happening here. This is the gospel story that God became flesh, took on flesh. Yeah. There's a triple emphasis, though, yeah. because he says good news. He could have ended there, I bring you good news that will be for all people. But then he uses the word joy. Great but then joy. he uses the word adjective great. Yeah. I mean, there's a triple emphasis on how good this news is. And it's for all the people. Yep. I mean, this is just the wonder of, I mean, this is actually the joy of being a minister right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That this is kind of the job description that that we have. Yeah. We get that to bring good news. We get to bring good news of great joy to all people. Yep. Um, and if nothing else this Christmas season, hopefully that's something that you've, you, listener, find and discover, this good news of the birth of Jesus Christ and all that he accomplished in his human flesh, and that it does create this, this great joy within you. And 
for me personally, I would say once you've discovered this good news of great joy, how can you not want to go and talk to it about it to all people? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. how is it that you don't want to share yeah. that incredible news? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you didn't have to to work when we had in the years of our life where we were having kids. You didn't have to twist my arm to to have me tell people that we were having a baby. Right. I mean, I was excited. I wanted to tell people. I would tell people that people are wondering, well, why are you telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because it was, it was, it was great news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and how much and more? And people need good news yes. today. If, yeah. I mean, people need good news. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the very behold here, you know, it's, it, look, look, the Wycliffe New Testament actually translates this verse, lo, soothly, I evangelize to you great news. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a soothingness about this. That yeah. you know, there's a you know, we're to behold, we're to take notice of this very uh, great news of great joy. And then he announces the, the the good news is that unto you uh, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ Lord. He, he's saying, finally, the moment has arrived of which all of history has been waiting for, namely that a savior has been born into the world. This is what the whole Old Testament was pointing to. And he just jam packs the the announcement with all of these names of of Christ. I mean, the whole city of David is not just to tell you a location. It it's you know, implicitly also telling you that this is is the great son of David. Mm-hmm. That's a savior who's Christ, the Lord and the one who's going to sit on the throne forever. Yeah. And then later on, the one named Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we're told just a ton of things in this passage about who this person is because of all the titles that he possesses. Yeah, the angels are not told uh, a moral lecture here. They're not told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, you know, They're not told to do better. Uh, they're not told that God is not pleased with you. You need to try harder. They're told, uh, no, this is peace. You know, this is an announcement of peace, uh, a peace with God among those with whom He's pleased. Yeah, uh, among those with whom His favor is just rested. Yeah, and I think that's that's misquoted often. Ha- haven't you guys seen that on like Christmas cards or glory to God in the highest and and on earth peace among men? Um, well, which, you know, technically you you could summarize yeah. it like that but that's not what the verse says no, the, the verse is talking very specifically that peace among those with whom he is pleased or peace to men on whom his favor rests right and there's an announcement that god's favor is resting on these people right uh, the savior has come into the world he is the he is a worldwide savior right. i made that point the other day yeah. he, he's a savior not just for the jews but he's a, he's a worldwide savior right uh, he's going to save people from all the nations but but you know, as as the the story goes on in Luke chapter two, the the uh, Simeon tells Mary, "This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel." So even at this announcement at the angels, it, it is a recognition that that Jesus is a a great blessing and a great joy to God's people, and. He's going to be the judge of all who reject him. Yeah, the good news is evangelized to those on whom God's favor rests. And how do you know that his favor rests on you? You respond to it. Yeah. You embrace it. You submit to Christ as a Savior. Yeah, absolutely.
So here's our our geek moment for today. Um, Luke two fourteen in the King James says, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men." So this is actually one of those times where there's a manuscript difference between the King James and other modern translations. So that's why some of those cards say that. Yes, mm-hmm. they're actually going back and grabbing the language of the King James. I'm sure everybody cared about that neat little trivia point. But. So, so um, we we have about a minute left. Okay, go where you want to go. I know you want to go somewhere. Go ahead. No, I was going to say something meaningless. Do you think that this translation in the ESV is is more accurate than the way that the King James had said it? I do, I do. And you know, one of the things is we we have to look at the textual evidence all the time. You know, this is why you have a um, preachers. You know, this is why you end up studying the original languages so that you can. You can proclaim God's word, and the and the word preached is the word of God. Yeah. I mean, that's you know that's what we're bringing forward. Amen. And and really, the the peace that is is come is because of the reconciliation reconciliation that comes through the work of Jesus Christ. We can only have peace because we're at peace with God, and once we're at peace with God, we can have peace with other people. And so that's why in, on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. And the other way you could read that is with those whom he's reconciled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're reconciled through the blood of, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you have a Merry Christmas this Advent season, and we will see you next time. 